Hello, everyone, and welcome to Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And uh, we are in the middle of the fourth season of Blackadder. Blackadder goes forth. Uh, today, we're going to watch the third episode of that season. Um, and without further ado, uh, we will go into our topic for today. Uh, as you may know, if you've been listening to these, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Blackadder. Uh, and I have been trying to keep myself as unspoiled as possible for uh, particularly these these latter couple of seasons. Uh, so Jeff has given a, me a couple of hints about what's in this uh, this episode, and we are going to uh, take those as our topics tonight. It it is funny that I, I have to say that like I mean my remembrances of the fourth season of Blackadder are are spotty, but I uh, I do remember this episode um, pretty well actually. Whereas I don't remember it at all. At least yeah. we'll see what happens when we start watching it. But uh, yep. but yeah. Um, so one of the topics was old movies, uh, which I thought would be fun to talk about. Um, but I guess from what you were telling me, they're not old to the characters in this episode. They're just well, again, old to us. Mind, I mean, keep in mind when they, uh, you know, during World War One, there were not a lot of old movies because there were not a lot of movies, period. But True. Uh, Fair enough. So. Um, uh, are you a fan of old movies? Uh, I I am. I'm not as much of a fan as uh, I know for some friends of mine that are pretty much you know encyclopedias of anything that didn't have color in it. Uh, but uh, I mean, there was a lot of things that my parents took me to see at uh, the the local library would have like old movie nights, at particular silent movie nights, but um, not necessarily just that um, in their basement, oddly enough. And uh, for the silent nights was great because they had a piano player. And mm. I mean, much like, you know, um, if you go to, you know, um, I mean, this is in Connecticut, but, uh, you know, in Palo Alto, the Stanford Theater has that, uh, had that working Wurlitzer that you could, um, uh, that you could uh, have somebody uh, um, playing for some of the really old movies and things like that. So we didn't have that, but we had at least at least somebody playing along to the soundtrack for uh, for some of the uh, silent movies. That's cool. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever really gotten into certainly movies from this era. I've seen a couple of them. Um, I don't know if we're counting something like Frankenstein, which of course is a bit later. Um, yeah. But... Uh, but I saw that when I was a little kid, and that was actually probably the first scary movie I ever saw. And part of the reason I remember it is because I had a nightmare about it <laughs> afterwards. Mm. Um, That's funny. Good times. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that probably, was one of them. I could, I could probably quote you a lot more old time radio, oddly enough. Although even uh, so, we're still about we're still about you know a decade out before really the twenties is when that started coming in. So. Uh, um, Interesting. Yeah, we're not yeah. quite in that area yet. Uh, when was the first Nosferatu? Was that in the twenties? I, I would guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the other oldest movies that I've seen. Uh, I think Louise yeah. Brooks was the twenties as well, right? The stuff that she was doing. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have. You know, I've watched mean, a lot of silent stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, if, if you're going to do that, you're probably talking about you know, uh, your Chaplin, your Buster Keaton, mm-hmm. your Howard, Harold Lloyd, you know, all, all the great, which is interesting if you want to consider for, for Blackadder, for, uh, you know, um, or not so much for Blackadder, but for um, Rowan Atkinson, that you've got to believe that a lot of Mr. Bean owes a lot to those, uh, those silent era um, 
uh, physical comedians. Oh, yes. That's a good point, actually. I have not watched a huge amount of... I don't know if I've ever seen either a Chaplin movie or a Keaton movie. I've seen bits of both of them. Oh, wow. But I don't think I've ever watched one start to finish that I can recall. Okay. Yeah, I remember watching The Gold Rush and Modern Times and... and um, and yeah, several of them. Uh, like I, I mentioned that way in particular, not just that way, but uh, but certainly the library was um, was my probably biggest exposure there as a kid. Hmm. Yeah, that's a nice thing to have is you know to have a local place to see these things. Um, I, I dressed up as uh, Charlie Chaplin for um, Halloween one year, and I, I had his uh, had his walk down pretty well actually. Well, uh, I can totally picture uh, this. Although actually, one of my uh, teachers kind of walked that way anyway and so uh, <laughs> I was as much imitating him as I was uh, uh, Little Tramp uh, it's too bad we're only part way into this conversation because that would have been a great segue to the second topic but let's keep going <laughs> okay I, I'm like I'm spent were, were I, you uh, trying to oh okay well maybe we should just do it then yeah I mean you know if we wanted to start talking about stuff a little later in the uh, you know in the the you know if we we're going to get closer to World War II and we we're going to talk about you know uh uh, Hitchcock and, and, you know, Casablanca and, and, um, and Laura and, and, you know, noirish type stuff. But that's, that's, that's later at this point. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it doesn't really apply. So let's, let's follow that segue. Um, the second topic you suggested we talk about was, um, uh, impressions, uh, like much like the impression you apparently were doing for your teacher of your teacher, maybe not for your teacher. Um, in spite of (laughs) (laughs) was this a big thing for you as a kid because i know that you and i obviously uh have done a lot of voices mainly in quoting things um to varying degrees of success but like is that something you've always done even ever since you were a kid um it depends i mean uh there were i mean there were a few voices that i could do very well i mean uh you know the one that i'm probably uh most uh well known for that's funny but i mean the the one that i probably have the most prowess with the hi ho this is kermit the frog yep yep why are there so many songs about rainbows i will audition for avenue q someday and get in i tell you Uh, (laughs) although i'd want to be trekkie monster yeah internet is for point anyway um that sounds painful. Um, Casting directors, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, on the basis of that voice alone, we've got to have him. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember, actually, because I'm, I'm not sure I really started to do voices until high school? That seems late. Junior high? I don't know. I mean, I was never like one of these kids who could do every single voice. It's just that I liked things that I heard and I liked repeating them in that voice. Um, I mean, it's interesting that you brought up, you brought up, uh, you know, quoting and stuff like that, that we'd quote enough things because I think certainly our love of Britcoms and things like that, we started picking up a lot of those accents, you know, imitating, you know, Cleese or, or, uh, or, you know, um, quoting hitchhikers or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I suspect I could not fool, uh, a native UK resident, but, uh, I have played a number of, uh, British characters on stage for Americans who seem to buy into it. I played Henry Higgins in uh, high school, senior year musical. Um, I did an accent all through the production of the Mikado that you and I were in. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, all the all the Gilbert and Sullivan that I've done. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because like I could think of for GNS that there's some friends of ours 
uh, that tend to perform it without much of a uh, without much of a British accent, and then uh, I tend to affect one for the most part whenever I'm doing uh, whenever I'm doing GNS. And it, it, it for me actually, it's not too jarring that one person is doing it one way and another one's another way. And it's funny you would think it would be, and I don't know maybe maybe it's not, but it's just that's you know it's I, I can't help it if you put me in that setting. Uh, the accent comes out whether I want it to or not. I mean, it, you're saying those words. It feels wrong for me to be able to say it in a different accent. Um, so we've heard your Kermit the Frog. Uh, are there any other voices that you do uh, that you feel like you do particularly well? Oh, God. this I, You know, I should have several that I could think of, and I, I'm blanking. All I could think of is doing um, uh, René Arbergenois' uh, bit in, um, in Little Mermaid. You know, les poissons, les poissons, hee hee hee, oh. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, anybody can do that. Um, I thought you were going to say Benson. Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd sooner be able to do him as Odo than I would as, as Clayton Endicott. That's true. Um, uh, I had a thing going for a while where, where I was trying to do the Family Guy voices. I feel like huh. uh, it, it could oh, be that right. Seth MacFarlane and I have like similar voice like acoustics. I don't know, but it seemed to come fairly naturally. And of course, there's Stewie, who talks up like this. Um, and then, who else? Uh, I tried to do Bryant, but it's it's tough to get it exactly right. You, you're basically talking like uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, it's not very good, but I started getting self-conscious in the middle of it. Uh, this is maybe going to be the most humbling podcast we do <laughs> because I know I'm sure none of these voices are going to sound any good. Oh, wait, I've, I've heard you do Peter. Peter isn't that bad. Let's I, see if I can get into it. Uh, oh, Lois, I see you've decided to grace us with your presence. That's not very good either. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Peter. I'm, I'm no Alex Borstein either. Yeah, it's um, it's fun to do in a crowded room, I guess. Although, but you know, I'm I'm certainly although, not the kind of person who can uh, kind of pitch perfectly imitate someone's voice i don't think although there's a couple of simpsons uh voices i can think of uh one of them is that i would just do marge simpson's uh disapproving uh growl the <laughs> yeah that's uh, a very but, useful uh, sound uh yeah but uh more to the point um let's see if i don't blow up the mic doing this it's been a while hey hey <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, uh frightening crusty the clown there yeah, um, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but half there's no half, other kind, so, anyways. you know. Yeah. What are you, totally forgot? <laughs> I mean, the nice Which thing is about... not too far away from Gilbert Godfrey, you know. You could poke someone's eyes out like that. Yep, true, true. Uh, I, I think the fun thing about improv is that you don't have to do voices perfectly. You just have to do them kind of enough to uh, let everyone know what you're talking about. Well, and sometimes a bad one is uh, is a good jumping off point, as it is anyway. <laughs> it's a gift on its own. Let me see if I can do this one. Oh, Kermie, sing me that song you used to sing me about being green. Oh, piggy. Not right now. There are people listening. <laughs> okay, this is terrible. I don't know why we decided this is a good idea. I don't know, and, that, and my Kermit suddenly got worse. It got bashful and <laughs> yes, I'm a bashful. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I. They're just fun things to slip into, and you know they're obviously not uh, screen quality, but they're fun to hang out with your friends and do, uh, like the Snagglepuss voice and uh, 
various That's things true. like that, which is not too far afield from the alien and American dad. So here we are back at Seth MacFarlane again. Mm-hmm. Seth, if you're listening, call us. <laughs> Why is no one calling? Uh, That's our bad attempt at Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these things get distorted, too. That's the fun thing about impressions uh, that, that turn into quotes. It, it's like you have a tendency to... It, it just goes into whatever you get in the habit of saying you're, you're imitating other people imitating the original mm-hmm, person sometimes mm-hmm. uh you know anybody coming around doing al pacino and just do Hoo-ah! i mean you know. <laughs> al pacino are you in the room um i'm just getting warmed up oh my god uh i'm gonna go into jimmy durante now <laughs> we're professionals folks don't don't write in what uh right so um what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, physical impressions we talked about a little bit, too. Uh, you know, that walk. I think for me, um, again, although it's not super high-quality impression, it's just fun for your friends, I feel like it. it's something that's less sort of um, about specific choices that I make that I think through, and it's more about kind of picturing the person and sort of... Uh, kind of imagining being the mirror image of that person. Um, like it'll, it'll come out from just thinking about what they're like and sort of embodying that as opposed to saying, okay, well he puts his foot this way. He holds his hand this way. He talks this way. Uh, it's, it's not super conscious. It's just kind of like a, a an overall gestalt thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, if you think about it too much, then it's like, Oh, I'm thinking about moving my foot. Well, nobody moves that way. You, you, you can't. Yeah, so if it's someone you know well, it's it's obviously much easier to do an impression of them, but not even necessarily because you've studied them, but because you have this constant kind of reel in your mind of having seen them. Can you, uh, can you, um, I, I've thought about this uh, just in terms of doing impressions of, say, family members. Oh. I'm trying to think if I've ever done an impression. I can do my family members accents uh like uh, a, a chunk of my family is from alabama and the alabama accent is really specific um and i think sometimes when people try to do it they they do it in a different way and i don't know if it's like a north south thing but like when i watched forrest gump i'm like oh jesus christ <laughs> i remember he, having that conversation with you uh, i mean it, it just does you know it sounds like Maybe it's Georgia. I don't know what that one is, but it's not one that I had heard before. So, like, um, it 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 is very specific, and I think that's probably the closest I've got to doing any kind of impressions of my family family members. I uh, I've mainly imitated um, my parents on. You know, I used to make a lot of audio recordings when I was a kid and mm-hmm. cassette tapes and stuff like that. And so. I have that. I, I do have one recording in college of my uh, parents calling up. My dad had some advice on. He was looking at what courses are being offered the next semester, and he had some suggestions. And and uh, and while he was doing that, like they had just gotten call waiting apparently for the very first time, and like there was a click on the other line. You can hear it. And he doesn't know what to do, and he's confused. And so you can hear my mom shouting, uh, shouting with the background, "Not talk!" <laughs> you know. I mean, they've they've got the very thick. Um, uh, 
thick uh, uh, Brooklyn and, and Bronx uh, accent, uh, which is funny because my mom actually grew up in Connecticut, but ended up staying in Brooklyn when she was 18, and that's really the accent. Uh, but and oddly enough, I, I didn't pick up the accent. I don't know why. Or, or I, I I know I had some of it and lost it later. I have recordings of myself when I was younger. But ooh, I want to hear that. Oh, it's funny. I thought I've played some of them for you. You might have, the, but uh, I don't know if I was I listening I've... to them listening for your accent. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the um, uh, the my my version of we did a radio play of the uh, of Star Wars Episode Seven right after Return of the Jedi came out. So I was ten, nineteen eighty-three. Um, uh, and you want to talk about impressions? Or somebody could do an incredible impression of a Tie Fighter. Oh um, wow! Yeah, that was impressive. But um, but. Uh, yeah, there was something else here reminded me of. Um, yeah, so I, I have I have recordings of my my parents. My mom at one point, um, one of my favorite recordings as a kid of myself and my best friend. We were like five, and it's mostly nonsense, um, utter nonsense. Like the the uh, fifteen minutes in, we start telling like Bible stories, and um, <laughs> he starts telling the Last Supper, and I was Jewish, so I had no idea what what the hell he was talking about. And at some point, he was basically having Jesus hail Mary or whatever, and then he started making up like uh, other parts of it, which I had no idea. And then he's like, and then and then Jesus um, named all the dinosaurs you could think of, and we spent the last like 10, 15 minutes just naming dinosaurs at each other <laughs> oh and, and flipping through books. And yeah, uh, well, at any rate, in the middle of it, my mother comes in to the room and starts yelling at me to clean up, uh, clean up my room. Thanks, and, mom. And like this. T- yeah, this tape I have memorized a million times, and but but I would I listened to it a lot as a kid. I eventually finally converted it into an MP3. Uh, that's a story in its own. Like the tape exploded, you know, the, the thing <laughs> popped open, and I I had to I had to wind up the uh, the tape with a pencil. You know, the old uh, uh, this was a few years ago. It took me two and a half hours to get it back on, but uh, I, I managed to do it and record it. At any rate, uh, I digress. Um, so, like. Years later, like about five, ten years later, so I was, I must have been 15, let's say, at the time, and I was listening to that tape, and mom came into my room to yell at me to clean up my room, and in the middle of her yelling at me, the tape got to that point where she was yelling at me, and it was like the same tone, nearly the same words, and my mom just like pointed at the cassette recorder, "Mm -hmm," and walked out of the room. <laughs> like you listen to the tape recorder, I'm done. Uh, and it, like so, so that sort of you know, Jeff. Wh- why are all these things here? Why? Why are the Jeff? I'm talking to you. Put away whatever you're not using. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh my god. So I, yeah. So that, that you know, it's that sort of impressions. It's funny. I have tapes of myself as well doing like stupid little fake radio shows and like plays and things like that, and. um I remember, although I don't even think I have any of these anymore, I remember listening to those later on and, and thinking I had a little bit of a southern accent when I was a little kid because we lived in the south. Um, but that uh, dissipated uh, almost completely when we moved to uh, central New York. Um, and I think probably I might have picked up some of that accent and then lost that somewhat in California. Uh, but I don't know for sure. I might have just like completely lost accents entirely. Um, which is the funny thing about it is a lot of times when I say something in my own voice, it sounds dumb, but if I say it in any accent, it sounds better. Like if you're talking to somebody who has a really thick accent and you kind of don't, uh, I, I feel, uh, I feel really awkward. (laughs) I don't know what it is about these, these, uh, particular regional accents that makes it feel like 
um, everything they say is so much more um, uh, cool. I don't know. Cool is probably the wrong word, but I mean, uh, just uh, natural. Whereas mine feels artificial, even though this is just the way I talk. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I do feel like um, certain things are, are more accepted in, in my mind if it's spoken with the proper uh, RP. Mm, that could be. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I remember another dumb accent thing I do, which is to speak and orate the lyrics of songs. Ah, yes. <laughs> British accents and various other things. like Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. Etc. It's yeah. It's funny. Our our choir, like our magical choir, would do things every once in a while. Uh, uh, not the current one I'm in, but the one back in, in grad school. We would do things like um, we would Bob Dylanize everything. Oh yes, that's always fun. My heart is offered still to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Love it. I thought of uh, before I forget. I thought of a uh, another impression, not an accent. Um, I can do Donald Duck, but I can only make him say one thing, and that's your mama. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> amazing! I I never gotten the hang of Donald Duck myself. I can't even fake it. I mean, I can kind of do Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca with some Listerine. Yeah, basically that's what I'm doing. Oh I'm my god, air. Oh, it's so weird. Um, there was one other accent thing I was going to mention. And I have just lost it. That's okay. You can edit that in post. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, well, that's... Uh, I think I was just going to say that I apologize to everyone for all these accents you've just heard, particularly the British ones, in case anyone is listening. Uh, and it's like, oh my God, Americans, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> so let's turn to some actual authentic accents now. Uh, and watch this episode. Uh, again, we're watching 4.3, if you want to number it that way, of Blackadder. And we'll uh, sync it up right after this. All right, everyone. We are going to watch the third episode of Blackadder Goes Forth, which is called Major Star. Or is it Plan C Major Star? Is it both? No, it's just major star. Major I star. I don't know why my thing's this plan C. That's weird. Because I mean, well, because it's the third episode, I guess. But I mean, the uh, I mean, the whole thing is this: the entire season, the conceit is uh, different ranks. Yeah. Except I'm, for the final episode, of course. But yeah, that makes sense. All right, everyone, uh, we're gonna all watch this together. Uh, I'll say three, two, one, play, and then everyone start. Hopefully, you are back at zero on whatever you are watching this on, and we'll get started together. Uh, Jeff, are you ready? Yes. All right. Me too. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. You know, I have the subtitles on, but I would never know what he said if I didn't have the subtitles on. Oh, what does he say? Uh, now I've already forgotten. It's like down the center, quick march or something. Giddy up, Baldrick. 
<laughs> I mean, he's already been a Horus in Series 3. True. Shaped like a thingy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, Baldrick is rising up. That's the beginning of how clearly he becomes the uh, general in the future. <laughs> They have? Steady on there. <laughs> Probably both.
Ouch. but not a cunning plan. Enter Bob again. <laughs> oh, this is great.
<laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Thought the applause was for his joke. It looked like the Muppet Show curtain. I really wanted to see his impression.
<laughs> God. <laughs> the brilliant of this is this is kind of the anti-bob it kind of is
<laughs> Abbott and Costello take notice. Yes. <laughs> I like he suddenly slipped back into Percy voice. Yes. When I have the antlers on, <laughs> I'm not dictating. What? It would take a special kind of woman. <laughs> Best look ever. <laughs> he wears ma makeup very well. Yes. I wondered if this was a live audience, and clearly it is.
<laughs> Gee, this is even worse than the pigeon. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he made a better bridesmaid yeah <laughs> and what happened to him being a member of the House of Lords? <laughs>
<laughs> oh, this is very familiar. Yes. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Although uh, I prefer the fine wine. Well, I don't know about that. A fine wine. All right, so they're recycling a little bit. They're recycling the uh, the gross out at the end. They're recycling the uh, the bob. <laughs> recycling. There's something else I was thinking that was reminding me of something similar. You know, I feel like the fact that. Um, you know, that this is sort of, um, I wouldn't say depressing, but the fact that he gets his comeuppance and it's, it's you know, always a personal downer for him in a way. Um, I almost feel like it should end like The Prisoner. The bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a short interlude here and we'll be back right after the uh, interstitial music.
Okay, well, uh, we've just watched uh, Major Star, uh, the third episode of Black Hatter Goes Forth. Uh, I'll go first this time. I really like this one. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I always enjoy the trope where uh, someone brings up the popular entertainment of the day and Blackadder trashes it. <laughs> I think that's fun. Uh, particularly since a lot of the things he doesn't like, I'm not super fond of either, like Music Hall. And, I, you know, I as we discussed, I have not really seen any Charlie Chaplin films. I imagine I would like them, but I have not been in a rush. Uh, I'm sure he's a genius, but, you know. Not, not been in a gold rush. Oh, my God. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I enjoyed this. This is fun. I loved having Bob back. Uh, that was really nice. And yeah, it's, it's it less to do than the, uh, than the previous one, but, uh, but still, uh, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad to see, uh, uh, her as a guest appearance. <laughs> and, uh, what I think is funny too, is this time he immediately sees through the. Mm-hmm. her her outfit whereas in the previous one of course she had to actually open her shirt in order to convince him uh that she was not a boy um <laughs> except of course he kind of well all right yeah attraction has nothing to do with it of course uh yeah um it's it's interesting it's played very different he's he has a very different mindset in this one anyway it's it's hard to see it's hard to think of him being interested in anybody being interested in anything except for getting the hell out of the war at this point mm-hmm. yeah he is much more single-minded and more much more uh kind of gentlemanly at least toward toward bob um <laughs> you know it's it's funny uh, bits of this i'm like you know gee uh Blackadder, I, I wonder if he dressed up as a. I was thinking about uh, Klinger in uh, in Mash. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know him trying to get out of the war, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're we're fifty years too early, but still. Yep. Forty something years too early. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, the Fry and Lori being <laughs> would be lovers in this. Yeah, that's oh, fun. <laughs> And ridiculous, uh, Hugh Laurie's expressions, like you, like you said, the thing where he bites the rose is so the good. Rose. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> so bloody brilliant. Um, and uh, I enjoyed Baldrick's uh, revolutionary turn here as well. Um, I, I feel like uh, again, that's probably Ben Elton having some fun with that topic. Um, <laughs> You're just thinking of his appearance in Black Adam. I mean, in uh, the Young Ones. Well, I think I think that appearance is, uh, you know, I mean, not completely un uh, dissociated from Ben Elton, the person. That's true. The fun thing here is that, you know, Baldrick has been such a downtrodden surf through this whole thing, like except maybe at the very beginning, but even then, kind of too, um, and only now has he. <laughs> really expressed any dissatisfaction with his lot, but I think it's mainly just that he finds the idea of revolution romantic. Uh, and that's about it. Well, I mean, you know, that, um, as I was pointing out that, uh, I mean, he was previously a member of the house of Lords and, uh, they completely ignored that going forward. <laughs> what do you do after, after that, of course, but he was, he was briefly, briefly elevated into the upper crust, but I uh, maybe perhaps there's a whole unseen adventure on how that quickly, uh, got pulled out from under him. Yeah. Somebody called big finish. Um, um. <laughs> um, so yeah, this was a fun one and it, it had some great sinister moments, even for captain darling, which were, which were nice. I mean, he is just I, such a bastard. 
I, I love the fact that you know that that during that Abbott and Costello like scene with, <laughs> with him that that his that as I mentioned that his voice he all of a sudden like the 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 evil facade of him breaks and he's Percy again. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, that that amused the hell out of me and and you know you almost feel like it's the fact of this is. You know that this is Percy putting on a tough exterior, and that's what he really is. And he really is that uh, frightened little man underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy that. Um, yeah, so this is good. Uh, what else? What else? What else did you think? Did you enjoy this one? Oh yeah, I did. Um, I did. Like I said, I remember this one. I remember the slug and the and the Charlie Chaplin impersonation. <laughs> I I certainly remember. You know, I was waiting for that that look from Hugh Laurie. I remember that whole romance bit, and uh, and I remember the fact that the Bob bit at the end goes over uh, like a, a lead pipe at the very end. And I, I have to say, by the way, in terms of um, you're talking about uh, uh, Blackadder slagging on the popular entertainment of the day, or certainly. You know, we've talked about over the course of the episodes that um, uh, the extended similes that we uh, oh. pull up. You know, this is like I feel like that is the Blackadder equivalent of a Family Guy cutaway gag. It really is, and and like, this this one was just stuffed to the gills with them. I did notice that. Oh yeah, um, very well done. Yeah, uh, quite quite a lot of those this time around. Um. Yeah, so this is this is another enjoyable one. Uh, very consistent now, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the the next two and really the next three. Yeah. Do you remember anything about the uh, uh, the ones to come in terms of who's in it or 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 plot or anything? I I mean the last one obviously, but uh, but I suppose the next two. I think Aid Edmondson is one in one of them. I I think I remember that uh, as a German, I believe. Um, I can't remember if there are any other guest stars that uh, would be uh, people that we've talked about before. Okay, just just curious. Yeah, I don't. I do not remember any of the other ones. Um, and of course, you know, I remember how the whole thing ends. I remember the yeah. finale, finale, uh, which we definitely oh, yeah. will not talk about till we get there. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's about it. I don't really remember any other plot details or or anything really. Okay. Excellent. Do you have a do you have a sense at this point, three episodes into the season, of how you would rank things so far? Oh, I've been ranking things as we've gone along. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, so I've been yeah. inserting them into my ranking, and and that's actually something uh, not to do our uh, planning on Mike, but uh, just so everyone knows, we will be talking about kind of an overall ranking of sorts at the end, and I've been debating whether we want to, you know, go through twenty four plus episodes and rank them all or maybe do something a little bit different and say these six episodes would be my best of Blackadder season, uh, which I think might be uh, less tedious and, and maybe more exciting. Um, That's an interesting thought. Yeah. And uh, so we'll do that, but you know, I'm also interested to know if anybody listening to this has any idea of what they prefer. I mean, even if it's not episode by episode because you have a life, um, maybe you prefer one season over the other. Uh, we definitely like to hear about that. Uh, or if there are any impressions that you do well, maybe we'll have you on the podcast to do them. Uh, certainly the bar is very low at this point. Uh, you can get in touch with us at Starship Warlock on Twitter. Um, that's w- the name of the podcast without podcast in the middle. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, and the other thing that we'd love to hear from you about, since we are barreling to a close here, we've got, what, four more episodes total if you count the special. 
Yep. Uh, we are almost done with Blackadder, and that means we're almost done with season two of Starship Podcast Warlock. And so we've been talking about a couple things for season three, but if there's a show you're like, hey, I would love to watch this with these two dorks, um, we definitely love to know what that is. So uh, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. But now it's time to close this episode. This has been Drew. This has been Jeff. And you've been listening to Starship Podcast Warlock. Warlock. Bye, everybody. See ya.